Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We are here to help you get your business to the level you want it to be and help you enjoy the life of a small business owner. So, Trinity, uh, part two interview with our good friend Scott Sams. I believe he has earned a reintroduction. You think so? <laughs> I do so. You think so? I know so, yes. Well, if Coach Mike tells me to do yeah, something, yeah. I'm going to darn well do it. So I would love to reintroduce our dear friend and guest. Welcome back, Scott. Thank you. For those of you who were not so fortunate to be with us on our last episode, Scott and I have known each other for over 10 years. We've worked together in some capacity pretty much that entire 10 years. Uh, we now are working together even closer because relationships have a way of growing and flourishing when you surround yourself with amazingly good people. And I think both Mike, Coach Mike, and I would agree that Scott is one of the most genuine, honest, hardworking, just all-around good guys that you can possibly meet. I actually had an opportunity to meet his wife this morning who was absolutely delightful. So um, I believe now from stopping by the shop and meeting two of your children, um, I think the only one I haven't met is Isaac. That's correct. At, we'll, some, we'll point, get that at fixed. some point, I will have met the entire family. But yeah, Scott owns a printing company called Dynamic Print. And he also has an arm of that that specializes in real estate sign printing, which is called... Pro Sign Services. Pro Sign Services. Dot com. So go there and sign up. If you're a realtor in the area, go sign up with Scott. Realtor, mortgage broker, roofer, whoever you are. If you need signs, that's where you need to go. Because us real estate agents aren't the only people using signs. In the previous episode, we kind of talked about how Scott got started. It's a wonderful story of an idea that turned into a full-time business that scaled He's enjoyed some success, but he's put in all the hard work for it. On this episode, we wanted to help. This is our educational part of helping small business owners, and we all deal with this, and it's called message clarity. In the normal day, we have signs we drive by. We have a radio, a podcast, whatever listening we're listening to. We get on our computer, and there's a million images with and without words and message clarity. So Scott, how one of the things we want to start talking about is what allows a business to start even trying to break through that noise. Yeah, it's such a challenge because if you're like me, when I started my business, I just had an idea and I wanted to to kick it off and uh, didn't really think very much about what my message would be. And I think that's typical of most businesses, probably if not all businesses, when they're starting out right from the ground up. And the problem with that is that if you don't have a clear message, it's hard for your customers to connect you with whatever it is that they need. And so that's why um, having some, spending some time uh, working through that and and coming up with the, the things that you want your customer to hear and then promoting those things is, is critical uh, for business success in the long term. And we're all in the same BNI network, which is Business Networking International. And in each meeting, you stand up and get 30 to 45 seconds. And we preach and train and beg all new people, you can't talk about 10 things. That's right. You get one, you might get two if you can time together, but usually it's one. And you had a story today 
about either seeing something or dealing with somebody in that very subject. Yep, that is correct. So one of the things that we do in our business is we help people get graphics on their vehicles. And a, and a common issue we find is they, they want to portray on their, on their van or their box truck or their truck or whatever as much as they possibly can about what they do. And that becomes troublesome because when you're on 540 going 70 miles an hour uh, and someone drives by you in their car, uh, the chances of anyone even starting to read your seven bullet points is uh, almost zero. Slim to freaking yep. none. Yep. Yes. And I, I, I experienced that today. I was driving on 540 and I passed a little minivan thing with a, their business, had their business name and their phone number, and that's good. Uh, and then it had a list of seven bullet points. I counted them because I knew I would be here today. Seven, <laughs> seven bullet points of the things that they do. And you know how many of those bullet points I can tell you now? Zero. Zero. Yep. It's amazing when people think they, first of all, they look at it on a computer and they're like, this is gorgeous. It's cursive. It's colors you can't see, but on a computer screen, awesome. And you put it on a billboard in a truck and it's horrible. In a previous life, I did some work where we had to put stuff on billboards. And the rule of thumb was you get about four seconds, maybe five. So we'd flash the picture up, take it away. Okay, what do you just when we're trying to figure out what we wanted to put on it, what you would you take away from it? And half the time's like, oh, I, I saw lettering. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what it was. So what recommendations would you give to people? First of all, I don't need to know your license and insured. I'll ask you that That's if right. I hire you. I don't need to know that. Yeah, so things like that are, are we, we definitely try to steer away from, like licensed and insured or commercial and residential. They're, those are the kinds of things that you see all the time on vehicles because the, the business owner thinks those things are important to get across. But really, the customer just wants to know what you do. You're going you're gonna to sell yourself to the customer uh, through the relationship that you build and, and other things. And, and they're going to get the opportunity to know that you're trustworthy, that you're licensed licensed, that you're insured, that you can do everything they need you to do. Um, but the, those terms just, um, they're, we're almost immune to them as customers. We see that and it either means absolutely nothing to us or we're like, okay, they can or do. Or I'm like, they, oh, you've been sued so many times. You want me to let you yeah, know that yeah. you're licensed and insured? Exactly. It, and this is tied in and Trinity brought this up a couple episodes ago. I'm, it's so cool that we have so many episodes out. We can just go, eh, it's a couple episodes ago. And, and we laugh about that. Uh, actually, when Drago was on, we were talking about this. And one of Trinity's pet peeves is allow me to click your phone number on my phone because I'm driving. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stop to write it down and then call you. Yep. But it's connections like that. How easy can they make it for a future client? That's right. So so clear, having message clarity allows you to design something to put on your vehicle, for example, that first of all gives your brand a presence. So you want to have a good brand, a good logo, um, your name or whatever that may be. And then it, it also allows you the opportunity to very um, concisely say exactly what you want the customer to hear. And that, that does not mean that you want to put on there, this is what I do, because that's not what you want you, the customer to hear. You want the customer to hear uh, who you are and, and that you're there to help. And this is how you can help. And so, uh, you can do that through, uh, just, uh, telling a quick story through just a phrase or something like that. 
service businesses usually come to mind. I drive, we all drive by residential cleaners or carpet cleaners mm-hmm. or HVAC. Is there, just a two-part question, what should they have on there? And is there a client you've worked with, you don't have to name them, that you kind of talked them out of those seven bullet points? We have managed to talk some clients out of the bullet points. Uh, we have also not been able to talk clients out of that because they, um, a lot of times they have a preconceived idea of what they want, and that's that's what they want. Uh, we... So, so when you, so a cleaning company, for example, a carpet cleaning company. So an ideal thing to have, if you want to have a graphic element on your carpet cleaning van is to have, um, maybe something that portrays just really smooth carpet or clean carpet or something like that, uh, along with just your name and, uh, something, have your carpet look like, um, or steam it like we mean it. Yeah. Steam it like we mean it, that kind of thing. (laughs) So, uh, just a quick phrase that says, uh, this is what we do and, and this is how we can help you. Uh, so I don't, does that and then a phone number? Do we need the website as well? You, you do need to have contact information on there. Um, a phone number is the most important thing because it's the easiest thing for mm-hmm. someone to remember. And even if you don't remember it, you can take a picture. Of course, you can get the web address that way too. But a phone number can be big and bold and, and quick and easy to capture. Uh, web addresses tend to be longer and, you know, you're definitely not going to remember it. Uh, so when you have a moving uh, um, advertisement, uh, phone numbers are, are, I would say, the best way. Or even a QR code. You could have QR codes on there. For, I'm starting to see more and more of those. So phones. if you've got a van, let's say Trinity's got her, let's say you dolled up your Buick with you know logos in your it's face and everything. Lincoln. No, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I see them everywhere. I just thought it was a Buick. So. Does she need the same information on all three sides, both sides in the back? Uh, that's that's typical, but it doesn't have to be that way. I think it's because you are never looking at all of the sides of the vehicle mm-hmm. at once. If you wanted to stand out and be different, you could put something on all three sides. And our our um, real estate van that we use when we go around and put out signs, it uh, it's half and half. So one half represents pro sign services, which is our real estate business. And the other side is dynamic print solutions, which is our um, signage business. So, so we do something like that. Um, and that's a way to be, to, to stand, stand out as well. Trinity, have you found out stuff you've used before that kind of speaks to people, whether it's a handout or a wrap or anything like that? I don't have anything wrapped, nor do I need an, anything wrapped. Right. No, right. I don't. Mike still wants my face on a bus. I do so bad. Gosh. Can I do a, a, a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah. What's a, what's a bus wrap going to run me? Yeah, Three probably grand? About, nah, probably about five. Yeah. All right, people, if I get a dollar, three dollars from everybody. From every listener, yeah. we can put my face on a van. There we go. Oh, that would be so And good. then I'll park it down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> Little SNL for you guys. Yep. I would say that when it comes to signage, my first question was, what comes first, the logo or the sign? Yeah, that's good. The logo comes first for sure okay. because your branding is super important. And this is something that I I, I want to be a little bit vulnerable for a moment. Um, branding is very important, and and the name of your business um, 
you know, it, it, it is important. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to name your business what you do, uh, but you don't want to be just random with your name either because that's that, that can be an issue. Uh, our company is called Dynamic Print Solutions, uh, but we are a sign and graphics company. So something that I'm struggling with right now is 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 identity. Uh, having, having people hear my business name and see my brand and associate me with a sign and graphics company. So um, that's something that, you know, I made that decision long ago and I'm, I'm working now on, on ways to, to address that. But if you're, if you're starting a business, think about the brand, think about what you want people to, when, when they see your company name or your logo or whatever, what do you want them to think about? Uh, I think that's important. And Scott did our logo for Wired to Change. Mm -hmm. And we went through the same thing. We told the story a couple months ago that we sat at uh, Barnes and Noble for two, three, four hours going over a number of things. We weren't getting things started, but we spent most of the time coming up with a name. We both knew we did not want the words business coaches in the name of the company or the logo. Right. It, then that leads back to, okay, what are you going to say? Does Wired to Change tell people who we are and what we do? And sometimes it doesn't. Yep. But we're okay with that, but we because we feel like that that separates us a little bit. We stand out. It does. It's yeah. our pattern interrupt. Yeah. So the important thing is that you don't create confusion with with your name, and and that's what I've sort of done without intending to is created confusion. Um, we do print, so it's not you know that is part of what we do, but it is. Uh, not the first thing that we want you to think of when you when you hear our name. We What's want the first to, thing you want people to think we, of? We are a signage and graphics business, so we want to we want you to think about uh, the big banner that you need, or the or the sign for your building, or the graphics on your storefront, or the the wrap that you need for your car. Uh, and having the word print in the name kind of uh, doesn't portray that. So people, so it's an identity thing. So. So are People. you thinking of changing the name or are you figuring out how to brand within the name that you currently have? So we are looking at that right now. It's it, all, all options are on the table right now. Okay. Let's put it that way. So Do I don't want to like, go too deep into that. Yeah. But yeah. Do you That's like right. the word dynamic being in there? I do. Uh, I do. I think we are dynamic. I think that describes us. I think uh, dynamic is a word that that leads you to think of, you know, big and, and grand and uh, and that kind of thing. And, and that's we want that. We want to be associated with that. If sure. you can't get signage and design in the name in the logo, mm -hmm. which one would you pick? Uh, probably signage, but I don't know that we're. Our goal probably is not to include those words in the logo. It's just more to uh, uh, take away the confusion or the distraction of of the word print in yes. the in the name. So uh, the name does not have to say like you know we have the home inspector in our in our in our BNI <laughs> yes, group, you and can't and get they are straightforward than that. home inspectors. Yes. That's what they do, and and that's awesome. Uh, it doesn't have to be that blatant. It can be, um, you know, it can be something that's unique and something that's personalized for your business. Uh, you just want it to be. Uh, you want it to invoke a 
a thought in your customer's mind, at least mm-hmm. in the direction of what you do. And then you can flesh that out with a tagline or with just a brief phrase or, or a one sentence summary of, of how you can help. So it's not about what you do uh, most of the time. And I, you guys have talked about this before. It's about how you can help people, the why more than the what. Um, and so that's, that's, uh, that would be my two cents on that messaging. Could you just be dynamic solutions? Uh, we could. I don't know that that solves the problem, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now, that, what kind of solutions? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's, yeah. again, we, I go back to the time we had at Barnes & Noble. We went, God, we went through a lot of paper, yeah. <laughs> writing yeah. things down, looking so, at oh, it, reading it. <laughs> and so if we could just go a little bit further, too, with as far as message clarity goes, you know, you have your brand. You asked about the logo or the sign. The logo obviously comes first, and then... Uh, once you have a logo, you, you can put that on your building. So that identifies where you are and, th- and you can start to use that in, in all of your advertising. And there are different levels of, of message, right? So there's the logo. Uh, that's probably the most concise piece. Then there's the, uh, your, your kind of one sentence summary of what you do. And then you just keep digging down from there. And there is a place for all of those details, all of those bullet points that I made fun of earlier. There's a place for those. Uh, it's just a vehicle is not the place for that. You you need to have the ability for someone to find all the details if they want them, and probably on your web or Website. in or in a, a, a trifold brochure yeah. or yeah. something oh, yeah. like that. Uh, but you dig down to that. So it, so part of what we try to do is help our customers figure out what part of their message. Mm-hmm they should try to put on a car versus what they should have somewhere else. One of my pet peeves is I'm sitting at a stoplight, Trinity. I am right next to your car and I still can't read your door magnet because you've got cursive, which is the worst, and you've got pastels. It looks like South Beach in Miami. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting right next to it and I can't read it. And I just want to roll down the window sometimes is, did you guys not step 10 feet away from that and try to read it? And I know what the answer is. No, it'll look great on, no, don't. In big black letters, there, big red letters, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not the time to be creative. That's right. That, and that's taking that cl- that clarity word oh. and being literal with it because you not only do you want a clear message that people understand and associate with your business, you also want it to be readable. Yes. And, and that is, there are many, many examples out there of vehicles that you can't even read what they're what's on there, much less understand what they're saying. And we've told people before in other conversations, if you really want to know what your sign or your message or the name of your company says, you call the two friends that will call BS on you Mm -hmm. and say, if you saw this, what would it do? And just send that cursive or script to two friends, have them walk to the other side of the room in their den. Can you read that now? Yeah. Ah, drives me nuts. You know what else drives me nuts? What? When people's stuff is peeling off their car. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, go get that fixed. Call yeah. Scott. Good Lord. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on now. Because it makes me think if you don't have the the pride of ownership of your business or because it might not be the business owner that's driving that vehicle, but that's part of their fleet. That's part of their brand. That's part of the, what they're communicating to the community about their brand. And if that sticker is peeling off the back of your car or a couple of letters are missing or a number of your phone number scratched off, 
That just makes me think, okay, you're not a serious business, and I don't think that I'm going to want to do business with it, you. And this goes back to if you're sitting at an intersection, you see those old-school signs with two prongs stuck in the ground, say, flag football league forming now. If you let your logo peel off your car, you're just, you told me, I don't care about that, which then begs my return question, why should I care about you? Oh, I'm with you. Just screams that. Just screams that. So going back to the logo and Scott designed ours, how important is the logo? And again, another pet peeve of mine is the company name is you've done research for a year and you've come up with this Greek name that symbolizes customer service, family, loving, patient, quality, all that stuff, but nobody can pronounce a name or remember it. Yeah, Unreal how many company names are out there because they think, oh, yeah, this will explain us. No, it doesn't. Nobody can remember it. Yep, and no one else is going to do that one year of research to figure out uh, what it means either. So you're going to not get any business from that. Could care less. Well, that's because there's so many giant companies that have made it. You know, everyone wants to be the next Google. What the heck is a Google? I think it would be really interesting to see what's the research on the number of company names that you, you know, describe what the business does versus your abstract company names like Google or Amazon, where it's not um, a word that Mm. directly describes the, the business and clever has its place so you 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 know people try to come up with clever names and and that's great and and a lot of times it works well and there are plenty of companies that have really clever names and they've made it and they're big big time but sometimes it's best just to go with simple versus clever because it's going to be it's it's what your goal with a logo with uh, any kind of advertising that you do is to reach potential customers so if you get too clever, you're going to lose customers because you're too clever for the customer. Not to offend anyone, but that's that's what can happen if yes. you if you uh, go too far. I think that that's exactly right. Sometimes people overthink things and mm-hmm. just they're yeah they're missing the boat. They usually they probably didn't run it by somebody. Yeah. And there are there's a current merger. Just say in the financial world, still don't get that name, but. That's another, another <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate that name. Yeah, still another podcast. but uh, uh, So the logo. So going back to Trinity's question, start with the logo first. You then have to understand what that's going to look like in print, on the side of a building, mm-hmm. on a business card. On your card. business card, yes. You need to think about how that logo is going to look at each scale because it might not look good everywhere that it needs to go. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I thought about when we were doing our logo was how's it going to look if it's printed on a shirt? What's it going to look like if we have it in black and white versus the color that we had picked? Because sometimes you have, you know, stuff that you need to print in black and white or, you you know, so there's a lot of different renditions of the logo that you did for us, um, which we appreciated. Thank you very much. Yes. And a couple things Scott did with our logo on some podcast platform websites, it wasn't clear and crisp. And he he and his guys noticed that for us. So they resent it. Uh, to, they tweaked it, whatever the all the great work the that sizing. you guys do on that. And just tweaked the background so it was much clearer. And, man, as soon as we put it back up on Anchor FM, you, you knew it instantly. Yeah. 
Yeah, and along those lines, too, you were talking about color and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Those are important things to think about. And, and you know, we, we like to be creative, all of us do. Uh, but but if you get too complex with a logo, um, mm-hmm. you were talking about cursive and things oh. like that. Those are big-time things. But, it, but, but it's important to be intentional, too, even when it comes down to picking the color and picking uh, if you have ab- abstract aspects of your logo or whatever, you want it to... Um, to connect to your your overall message in some way, uh, I think an example of a of an just an someone is brilliant is Amazon. Uh, their logo says so much, and you don't even realize it when you look at it. But if you if you look at the little smiley thing that is underneath the logo, mm-hmm. it's a it's pointing at A and it's pointing at Z, A to Z. Oh, so, okay. um, but you've never thought about that before, I don't, yeah. but that well, was intentional. That okay. was, they, they I guarantee you, they intentionally were thinking about that as they made that logo and, um, and, Googled and things. It and you're so right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I just got mine effed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Yeah. Everywhere, every so, time you look at that logo, I'm she's going to go, gonna she'll be sitting with a friend and goes, see, let me tell you a story. So it's actually an arrow pointing from the A to the Z. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there you go. The other thing I've learned now that we're posting more on social media on LinkedIn and Facebook, their dominant colors are blue. Mm -hmm. So a couple weeks ago, I think it was you sent me our logo in yellow. Mm -hmm. I think it's what Jethro sent me. So it would stand out. And I just have to. Act I haven't it. seen that. No, I haven't done anything with it yet because oh. half the things I do, I get, I forget about. But that's what <laughs> that's triggered me age. to do that. And I asked him about that. Just you can keep the jokes to yourself, okay? <laughs> uh, but but also learning where that logos and go back to Trinity's point. What's going to look like on a T-shirt? What's going to look like on those places? And then from a color standpoint, you don't need to go way wild. But if everything else is in blue, like Facebook is predominantly blue, you need something different. And that's not messing with the core of your logo. Would that be a correct statement? Mm -hmm. I mean, if our logo was in blue and gold, I wouldn't be too upset. Hail to the victory. As long as it's just not blue and orange, which is Florida (laughs) colors. I have none of that. I'll drop you as a partner in a heartbeat if you want blue and orange. Not a chance, so. Consistency is important. I, I, I don't know if you guys have thought about that or not, but like, you know, the the wired to change part of your logo, mm-hmm. the text part of that, you know, that is a, a branding for you that you guys have decided to go with. So you wouldn't want to start um, going out and using a yellow background and then using a green background mm-hmm. and then using a purple background, uh, you know, or whatever, because that... Um, defeats the purpose of, of consistency and brand. Yes. So you, 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 you do want to use it when it's, when it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when you're trying to stand out on Facebook, that's mm-hmm. a great example. Uh, but you don't just want to be randomly changing that because people are not going to associate it properly. And I was bragging today at our BNI meeting cause I so rarely do. I was introduced to an insurance guy who started his own place, his own shop, and he needs a logo. And I connected uh, this person and Scott, and so they'll continue to chat. And Scott will do wonderful work for him. Do How much information do you want from a new client when they say, hey, I need a logo? I've got a name, but I need a logo. What we do is we, uh, my designer sits down and talks to the 
the person about the business they're starting and tries to gather as much information as he can about what the customer wants to portray um, in their business. So this is an insurance agent, so he'll ask questions about, well, how, how do you want your uh, insurance agency to, to be portrayed or what do you want that to look like? And he'll take that information and, and do a, probably a bunch of proofs in the beginning just showing different ideas. I think we did that with you guys. Mm-hmm. We did, yeah. And then we just start <laughs> nailing it down um, from there, um, narrowing it down to what they like. What I noticed through that whole process is what I didn't like jumped out at me way quicker than, okay, that's not bad. I had to look at it for a minute and go, you know, that's not bad. But one I would say is, like, okay, not that it was bad, it's just I don't want that. So it's funny when you have like six, you said six samples, like, man, these two gone. No, don't even want that. So I have a confession to make. We need music for this. Drago, can you help me find confession music <laughs> for next time? <laughs> um, as you were talking, I was looking at our website because I was like, oh, I want to see, I just, you know, kind of wanted to see your handiwork and admire our logo. And I have it nowhere on our website. What? I know. I'm so embarrassed right now. How is that we'll even humanly possible? We'll I'm going to fix that, that today. Yeah. She'll so, be, you know. Yeah, she'll be on a ship here in a few days. She's got time to sit. I'm getting we'll ready to go on my honeymoon cruise. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll be drink. playing yeah. around and updating our website. So. But that's important. <laughs> Confession of the that. day. Yeah, I didn't even know that either. So we're learning too, folks. We're learning too. So, so Scott, I have two more questions for you. Um, if we, are we, can we veer away from signage for a second? Let me do one signage and we'll come back to that. The value of proper indoor signage. Oh yeah. And we talked briefly about this this morning. When you walk into a place, you have no idea where you're, where you're going. You're getting frustrated. Yeah. And that, as we were talking, that shows up when, when you go into a place that is properly, uh, has proper signage and points you in the right direction, you don't notice that signage, even though it's there in front of you and you're using it to get where you're going, you don't notice it. But as soon as you walk into a place where you need to get somewhere, but you don't know where you need to get, and there is no signage, that's when you notice signage because of its absence, not because of its presence. And if you have a, a, a retail space, or if you have an office building or whatever, and you are not directing your customers with signage, uh, they're probably getting frustrated with you because I know when I walk into a place, I want to know where I'm going. And if there's no signage and I don't know where I'm going, it, it causes tension for me. And uh, a lot of people are that way. So it's very important, but you don't notice it until it's not there. It's, I agree. By law, they have to put exit signs. And, and that's about it. That Yeah. It label what companies on what floor label the damn bathrooms yeah so everybody knows where they're going they have to label the stairs i think probably with the exits on mm-hmm. but when you walk in just give everybody an idea of read this go this way just but you walk into buildings and you're right you said it best you know instantly when it's not there that's right and i would say putting something on your door as well i mean some places you you go in and there's no nothing on the doors <laughs> there's four suites four businesses there might be a placard that says what the four businesses are but if they don't have their door you're going to knock on four doors if they don't have their door identified yeah and it's super Mm -hmm. embarrassing when you think you're going in for a massage and then you find out that you're at the wrong spot yeah 
Not that that's happened to me. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> <laughs> Next to a massage. <laughs> Inquiring minds. Okay, you two talk about yourselves. I'm going to Was that the uh, naked spray tan? Oh, that was at no, your that house. Was at my so we house. talked about that last episode. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Right. The only sign there was put your damn clothes back yeah. on. <laughs> Not what your husband was saying. <laughs> Which, one last, two last questions for you, Scott, okay. while I have your attention here. Actually, three. Okay. What are your goals this year? Ooh, I'm going to sign up for the class on March 13th. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> uh, That's a good yes. goal. So, um, so I do have goals. I have revenue goals for the year, and I have uh, some goals related to the real estate sign service that we haven't talked about much this episode, but we talked about before. Uh, so, um, did you want me to be more specific than that, or I just wanted name. to make sure I just wanted to make sure that you had goals in the making because I know that you're very numbers oriented and you keep track of things in your business, which makes my heart pitter patter because (laughs) things that if we, you know, those things that are tracked are those that get done. So I appreciate that. She falls in love very easy with my love, speaking my love language. (laughs) Um, So I was very curious what your goals were this year so we can help keep you on track for those because that's something we like to do with our people that we care about. Yep. So I do have revenue goals. I also have some some goals for learning as well. I want to learn more about uh, how to um, establish leading indicators, which I think Mm -hmm. you and I talked about. And that's a very nerdy thing that we don't need to get into right now. But uh, that's important. And and I've learned, uh, again, over time and over experience that how important that is, that you have some way to know that you're making progress before the month-end numbers come in, which is where I've always looked in the past so a subsection question on that when you're talking about revenue do you break it down revenue for car wraps revenue for building signage my goal my actual you know the number i want to hit is just one one big number it does six million is is just a hard even number that how we get to it 60 60 million okay sorry about that right oh that's right you've been in business since 2001 (laughs) so it's just the number i wish yeah it's just the number yeah usually that that's just a number yeah Okay. Um, what are the top traits that you see in other business owners that you would like to emulate? Okay. Organization, I feel like, is a very powerful trait that I have learned a lot about and I've, I feel like I've made progress on. Uh, so, so that one I think is critical. You, you can't be disorganized and be a business owner. Uh, you can, but it's not going to last. <laughs> um, You're going to fall apart real yeah, quick. Yes. Uh, and I would say, um, just being, um, being real. I don't know if that's a, the best way to put it or not, but, uh, sometimes as business owners, you, you, there's this, um, expectation, I guess, that you're going to be this, you know, powerful, like type A, you know, person like that or whatever. Uh, But what I found is that just being real and being yourself. So I'm not that type of person. And I try to I try to just be just be who I am. And I think that helps uh, helps me in in establishing relationships. It helps me in uh, interacting with customers Mm -hmm. and things like that. We've talked about that with clients and prospective clients all the time. Just a self-awareness. You have to acknowledge you have to speak out loud what you don't do well and what you don't want to do, but mm-hmm. that makes you better. Once you acknowledge that, 
then you'll quit doing it. <laughs> you'll, you know, you'll sub it out to somebody else and then you'll go do the good stuff you want to do. Yep. And my last question for you, my dear, you have two great coaches here in front of you. What question would you like to have answered for our listeners? Wow. Okay. We've been talking about message clarity. I think what I would, I would ask is how do you accomplish that when you are brand new in business and you have a very limited budget? Um, so as you grow and, and you have money to spend on things, uh, you can start to prioritize um, getting a clear, clear message and things like that. And there are lots of resources that can help you with that. Uh, but in the very beginning, you don't have those resources. So um, what are ways that someone who is brand new uh, in business, they've just started or they're just getting, getting ready to start, uh, what are some ways that they could um, get clarity in what it is they want to pr pr uh, present as a, as a product or service or whatever that, that, that they want their business to be about? That is a great question. And it's very interesting because Drago and I um, – on a couple podcasts ago, he asked me a question and my answer was consistency. And it's immediately what I wrote down to answer this as well. And when you're brand new in business or you've been in business three years or you're going through a branding change or whatever it is, the main goal for your brand and your marketing message is that it's consistent that it's consistently going out in some capacity and that the message that you're sending out is consistent. And it can be really simple things. Um, when I first started in real estate, I always wore the same outfit. I wore skinny jeans or pants with a shirt and a blazer. And that became my brand. That was just what I was known for wearing. That became part of who, like my uniform and the image that I wanted to project. So it didn't cost me anything. It was stuff I already had in my closet, but I started creating this brand and this image and the type of person that I wanted people to perceive me as. So I think that whatever, you know, it could be when the carpet cleaner has people going to the house, he always makes sure that they look professional. They have on clean pants. Um, when I show up to my hairdressers, she makes sure that her stuff is cleaned up and all the hair, you know, like she has the drink ready. So all those little things are part of your brand and your messaging consistency and are portraying to your client base how it is that you want them to feel when they're working with you. And what would also, you say, Coach Mike? Well, I agree with the consistency very much so because we always need to make sure everywhere we are, uh, it's as simple as the, is the name written the same way, is the description the same way, and, and things like that. But also, as you get a chance to probably go down another step from that is what problem do you solve? What do you do? It's It's... We talked about this today. Kayla did a good job. Instead of saying we are disaster recovery company, it's the how and the why. Mm -hmm. And going back to your vehicle, so you don't get seven bullet points for this. You get a couple. So why am I calling you? Right. We can do in one hour. We do this to nobody else. You know, whatever that is. But just what problem are you solving? Uh, but I, I, I'm with Trinity. I go back to the consistency. It's just it's got to be. Everywhere you turn, oh, I just saw that. Oh, wait, I just, somebody was mentioning that the other day. It just, you know, again, mm -hmm. McDonald's, mm -hmm. Starbucks, 
It's the same thing everywhere. Well, no and your what brand you're and your image is it's so much more so than just your logo. It's how you treat people. It's what you say. So if you have a consistent tagline, like when you walk into Moe's, what's the very first thing you Welcome hear? To Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Yeah. That costs them literally zero dollars yeah. and it invokes the excitement that, hey, I'm at Moe's. When you go to Chick-fil-A, they always thank you at the end. They always Split, yeah, they, my pleasure. They always say my yeah. pleasure. So those little things is what's helping build their brand and build that. And it costs literally nothing for anyone to do those things. And I would say too, when you are new and getting started, if you uh, look for other businesses that are in the same line of, uh, that you are wanting to do, just kind of see what they're doing and pay attention to that. And and then also um, as you develop your message, um, try it out on people that are around you, people that you trust uh, that will give you good feedback and, and that would that would help as well. That goes back to the friend. If you've got some friends that don't know the name you've just given your new company, say, hey, I saw this the other day. What do you think? Sometimes you're your own worst enemy doing that, but at least you'll know, wow, three of my friends said the same thing. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't see it that way. I like that. Our event, Friday, March 13th, which tells people we are scared of nothing. We are scared of absolutely nothing. And you know what? I might even be able to convince Coach Mike to wear some really cool socks. That is not happening. <laughs> I will lift up my pant if leg my, to show you my if socks. If my but... face is going on a bus at some point, you are going to at some point wear some socks and a gold whistle. Oh, I'm there. Okay. Done. Perfect. Because that will not cost me $6,000, so I will do that. <laughs> Nor would I need a GoFundMe page. But uh, our event, uh, Friday, March 13th, 10 a.m., the Fusion Room at the Frontier in RTP. Uh, just a chance to start talking goals. It's a small business yes. workshop. We are going to be working on how you can see 2020 in 2020. So if you are out there and you're thinking about, man, I wrote all these goals back in October and I haven't looked at them yet. What? I was supposed to write goals in October? Didn't ever do that. I didn't write goals in December. Maybe you never wrote goals in January. If you have not written any goals or you've not looked at the goals that you writ, wrote, writ, that you wrote, now is the time. Come with us. We will take you by the hand and lead you to the... I was going to say danger zone. But promised land. Promised sure. land. <laughs> and you will meet other small business owners there as well. And their strength in numbers. Somebody always has a nugget for you. Whether you know them or not, they can give you their honest input. And so it's always good to meet other people. So, Scott, we appreciate you having the time for us again. Thank uh, you we for learned a bunch. Me. Love the story of your company. And then also Chance Talk message clarity for people because most of us struggle to get that right. We ask you if you will rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We thank you for all the support, and we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.